0: Hey everyone, welcome to Christine Nielsen's Coach C's Corner, and this is the Coach C Podcast. And this week we're going to talk about uh, really how to dig in and understand the needs of your business from the perspective of hiring, firing, and putting the right people in the right places. A lot of our clients and a lot of entrepreneurs that have been working with us lately, the biggest thing that they're facing is how do they attract and keep great talent? And I wanna go over that with you in this particular set and talk about some of the things that we discussed today in in an open forum panel. And so number one, we don't have the solutions and you don't need to have all of the answers yourself. You're not alone. A lot of people are facing these issues. Uh, Feel free to take notes as we go through this gasp. You know, it's interesting and shocking to me that if you look at employee engagement scores, you know, employee engagement scores Right now, Gallup is saying that 34% of employees are engaged. 53% of employees are not engaged. 13% are actively disengaged. So if you're running a business and you're an entrepreneur and you have 20 to 50, maybe 100 people working in your company, and you're trying to figure out you know, how to attract and hire the, the right talent... Let's just first start off with what's happening in your company that you're, where is your engagement? So you may not be a typical company. You may have extremely great engagement, um, but you don't know it. The other thing is, how do you measure engagement? So there's several ways, and I am going to put a little plug in here. We have our MindSuite metrics. We use an anal- analytics tool to help you understand where your imp- what's going on. Where are your employees engaged? Where are they checking out? What's driving the culture? What's driving innovation? What is driving all of those things? So we use that with our clients, and and I happily invite you to log on and figure out how to work with us and connect with us on that. Please stop measuring employee satisfaction. So if you're looking at your employee satisfaction, those results are based on, you know, the last 20 minutes, whether your employee was happy, sad, if they had a positive interaction with someone, a negative interaction cold? Have they eaten yet? So you're really asking for opinion. And I'd like you to stop asking for pe- how people feel. I'd like you to start looking at engagement scores come from what do they value and how are you performing against what they value? So that's what we use. We want to know how do people value what you're looking at, whether it's agility, whether it's culture, whether it's communication. Is your message clear? Do you, Do your employees know what your purpose is? Do you know what your purpose is? So we want to know, one, how much do they value that? And then two, how are you performing against that value? Do they think you're performing well, or do they think that you have room for improvement? No company is ever going to be perfect. If you do these kinds of uh, real deep dive into your company and look at your perception of how you think you're performing, and then you look at your mid-level, senior level, and junior managers or frontline employees, they're all going to see the same situation from a very different perspective. And things that you think you may be doing well, you'll be really surprised to understand that in fact, you're missing the mark by a lot or a little, and just some small tweaks might really be able to create something more powerful for you. So number one, stop looking at their satisfaction, start looking at their engagement level. Number two, it really is very expensive to have your talent leave. And the biggest thing, you'll be really surprised that 75% of talent walked out the door over some kind of miscommunication or misinformation or misunderstanding. So you're missing something. And you know, people want to throw the millennials under the bus and, and talk a lot about millennials. I'm going to not talk about that. I want you to stop broad-stroking an entire generation of people with the same characteristics and qualities and start to really engage people based on who they are not their age not how old they are not what what era they were born into understand that if it doesn't matter how old your employee is they could be in you know in their 50s and 60s they could be in their 40s they could be 22 if you misinform miscommunicate or miss the mark then that is what is missing is a constant feedback loop and understanding and how to communicate powerfully with people to engage them and that's one of the top reasons people leave their organization. The biggest thing that people leave their organizations for is because they don't feel valued. They don't feel heard. They don't feel that they contribute and they don't think that their company cares about them. So shocking that we've had so much technological breakthrough. Uh, You can use Slack to communicate, you can use Monday app, you can have email, text messages, like there's a slew of, of things out there that are supposed to help us communicate better Yet, 75% of employees that leave did so most likely because of a miscommunication or a misunderstanding. So it's really important to understand uh, how you're creating your messages, how you're giving feedback. It's critical. And people value that, that interaction with other people. They don't want to hear it through a text message. They'll react and respond based on their interpretation of that message versus understanding what it is that you're trying to say. So if you're losing your people and you're wondering why, look at how are you communicating to people? What is it that you're saying and how are you saying it? Are you giving them positive feedback as well as negative feedback? They need to know where they need to course correct. And and if you're being inauthentic and telling people, oh yeah, everything's great, it's great. And meanwhile, you're dissatisfied with their performance and satisfaction. Stop doing that because you're not being authentic. And if your core values in your company are authenticity and honesty and integrity, yet you don't tell your people exactly how you feel or what's going on, what's working and what's not working, it's an incongruent message. And people see that. When people see incongruent messages and miscommunications, they vote with their feet. So that's number one. It takes a lot to hire that right person. Now let's make sure we're shoring up people with the right tools. So if you're hiring people, to fit into a team, first understand what does that team dynamic look like? Who, what are their strengths? How do they communicate? What, what complementary skills can be put into the team to elevate everyone so that they know where their roles and accountabilities are? It's really important that you have people whose skills complement each other. They may not always agree, but they will align on what they want to have done. Which brings me to something that was really fundamental in understanding how to attract and keep really great talent and know, are they doing the role that is best suited for them? Understand if they are or if they're not. And the biggest question I have for you is, what is the context for your people and your business? Because whether you like it or not, context creates everything. The context of your business is decisive. And literally it's the, you know, the circumstances that form the setting for an event, idea, it context creates what's possible, what's not possible. It's the background against which everything happens in your company. You've heard people say things about your company or you may even have said this about your organization, it's the way it is around here or they are the way that they are. I hate that phraseology and I'll tell you why. One, they are the way that they are is a limiting belief system, but it comes from a resignation. They're that way and I can't do anything about it. That means the context that your people are operating inside of with each other, with you, or with a circumstance is that they're powerless. Nobody is powerless in your organization. You have everything to say about how things are going, what is truly happening in your company, and maybe you're not saying it. Maybe what needs to happen is that you more you create a more powerful context for people to give good feedback, to provide antidote, provide results, to provide information in a way that maybe you have not yet done. So understand what's the background. What is it that people, what's invisible? Because as I said, context is decisive. And if you're not aware of what's going on, you can't change it. So number one, being aware. What about the process? What about the systems? What's getting in the way? You know, where is their resignation? Having some situational awareness and User awareness? Do people understand their roles? Those are all contexts that you're creating in your business. Now, if you're creating context that's um, incongruent, for instance, so let's say that you say your customer experience and you're customer oriented and you want everybody in the organization to be very customer focused. Yet, how you're measuring the people in your business and your sales team. Is on lead time or the metrics that you're using to measure them means they can't spend large quantities of time on the phone you know this happens in call centers all the time we want to be a customer centric organization yet your job is to get that customer off the phone as fast as possible so they're measuring how fast you get the customer off the phone and that's how you're being paid and remunerated yet you say you're a customer centric organization that's incongruent, and that's what I'm talking about. That's the context that people, and people are aware of that. So if you're measuring them based on performance and it is counter to what you're trying to create, really be careful of how you're measuring. Really, really be careful. It determines what's possible and it shapes people's actions and results, and then it determines whether or not you are, in fact, uh, hitting those objectives. The other thing that uh, what I wanted to really dig in Um, And talk about today, which I think is important, is if you are trying to hire new people and you don't understand the purpose of your vision, it is very difficult to enroll people into that vision. So understand who are we? What is the purpose of our business? Why are we in business? What problems do we solve? What is our magic? What is that about our company that attracts great clients, customers, and experiences? And, you know, if you look at Uh, Companies like Facebook and Microsoft and and Google, they know what the purpose of their business is. You know, Microsoft to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. Facebook is to give people the power to build community and bring the world closer together. So if your purpose sits on a wall somewhere like a mission statement and it really doesn't resonate with people, they don't understand it and they don't find themselves inside of the purpose, you've got some work to do on reinventing who you are now. And just because your purpose fit 10 years ago or 20 years ago, or maybe you've gone through an acquisition and you acquire another company and you didn't integrate the purpose of that organization into your organization. Number one reasons why failures happen in acquisitions and profitability goes down right after an acquisition is because they haven't created a new vision, a new purpose for the new company. They've just um, integrated. And I I don't want to see people integrating a purpose. I want you to rebuild and reinvent it. It doesn't mean that you're changing the core. It, What's required, though, is a shift in the way you think about the business today versus how you thought about it in the past. So really, if your people know you're in purpose and they're engaged in that purpose and they understand how that purpose is impacting them, that's where you create a powerful company culture. So your culture is context dependent. Remember that culture is context dependent. The context creates everything and the culture arises out of that. If you're, if it's in the background and unseen and you're not attending to it, then you're not going to attract and hire the right people. I wanna move into how to do that. So to powerfully impact employee engagement, you wanna create powerful context for people to work inside of. Two, align the culture of the company with context. Three, have every person in the company understand the purpose of the business and four, have every person in the company understand their purpose inside of them. So there's one, understanding the purpose of the business, and where do they fit into that? Because at the end of the day, people want to feel that they add value. They, that is the, the whole game. And a lot of companies are moving now towards a purpose-driven culture. Well, purpose-driven cultures, in order to, they will fail. A purpose-driven culture is set by the context that people feel aligned with the design and purpose of the company. So if the purpose of the company is aligned with their own value system, you will find that being more of a purpose-driven organization. Please don't create a purpose-driven brand in order to uh, hit some trendy new target. Being on purpose has nothing to do with trend. It has everything to do with the authenticity of your company, the authenticity of your leadership, and the authenticity of your brand. And people see any any incongruency in that or any kind of shift, or if you're not being real and you're not being authentic, people can smell it a mile away and they'll vote with their feet and it will show up. So when you're creating a purpose-driven culture, you want to start with setting the context for people to be heard, for them to contribute, as well as be contributed to for people to feel valued and respected. If you start with that as the foundation, and from there you start operating and and having operating principles that are based on that foundation, then you really will ultimately create a powerful company where people are attracted and they find themselves. When people find themselves inside of that, you can use strategies for engaging them that will elevate your company. They will solve problems in the company. If you've got a staffing problem, Give it to your people to help you solve those problems. Let's talk about the difference between transformational and tactical hiring. So tactical hiring, you're hiring for a position, you're hiring skills. Transformational hiring, you're hiring for the company growth and needs. You're hiring where the company is going, not where it is today. If you continue to hire for skills, you'll have more of the same of what you've got and you'll never have enough. You know, that's one of the contexts I never have enough, I don't have enough people, I'll never have enough results. And you know that is something that if you don't shift that, you're thinking on that, then you're not gonna be able to really powerfully create a context for people to hire into the future. You're hiring for your growth and the needs of the company, where you're going. The other piece is if you know your purpose and you have the culture that you want, you know what culture you're creating in your company, hire culture fit. Don't hire someone if they don't fit your culture. And don't try to hire them and then fit them into your culture. Either enroll them and engage them. This is our culture. This is who we are around here and make sure that there's a match for that and that they're a match. They can find themselves in your purpose, that there's an alignment there. There's a lot of tools that we use. So tactical tools would be things like a 360 feedback or a disk assessment or Colby assessments. Those are tactical kind of tools. I'd love to see you moving into integrational tools that really help you understand how to fit people into the culture. And what is the tripod method? How do you empower people in groups of threes? So how do you have their talents match up different? You want to have people that are kind of the yin and the yang working together so that, you know, one person might be really extroverted and have a big vision and they're great at selling people, but they're really crappy at follow-up and execution. So you want to make sure you have someone who's really great at executing, working side by side with that person who's got a big vision and can enroll people into it. Then you need somebody to follow up and make sure that execution is happening. So many different ways that you shore up your teams is really important. That's what creates a powerful culture. If you attend to the context and the culture of your business first, then your hiring becomes transformational, not tactical. Other ways of hiring, people say to me, well, how do you find those people? Well, let's just look at, are you using archaic methods to find people? Are you using things that are traditional in nature? So for instance, are you advertising, using LinkedIn, using Glassdoor, using recruiters? All of those are fairly standard operating practices. I'd like to see you flip that on its edge and start to create hiring practices, such as video challenges, putting on your video channel, the kind of role that you're looking for, creating challenges and for people to get through just to even get in the door. Uh, Create a competition. Put three or four people and let them know they're going to be in competition with three or four other people and give them a challenge or a project to go to work on to solve an issue in your business. If the ones who are left standing, they'll be your champions and they'll be the right fit for you. Also, look at referral-based bonuses from your current employees. So instead of asking for a recruiter, say, you know, pay your people that are already in your business because they know the kind of people they want to work with and have them create, like creating a referral bonus for attracting new employees is a really beneficial thing. It's not nepotism if someone is referring someone that they know in their field of interest and they know can impact them. Also... Uh, always use performance based recruiters never pay upfront for a recruiter and always bet the recruiters are they really really good at the job if you're using a recruiter finally in my company I'm not really allowed to hire our own people so one of the things that we talk about and this is really important I can't hire my people because I love enrolling people I fall in love with them I have them fall in love with the ideas it it becomes very magical and so I forget to ask some of the tough questions. When we're hiring at Contrast Consulting, we go through a, a series. So they're vetted by our current team. Um, they have different interview questions. They have different challenges that they do. And then you know, they're also given a talent dynamic test to see where they fit, what profile, and what role they would fit into powerfully in the team. And then they're also interviewed by another company CEO, so they're vetted by uh, another uh, CEO from a different company, and then finally I get the last say, and they, you know, by the time they've come to me, they've really gone through what I would call a very robust process, and sometimes we do it in group situations, sometimes we do it by video, but it's a very fluid, easy process, but we get some of the tough questions asked, understand the dynamic of that person before I even get to uh, hire them. I might put names forward, I might do those things, but I've made enough hiring mistakes to know that I left my own devices, I'm not the person who should be hiring. And I wanted, I mentioned earlier, um, I'd really love for you to create powerful teams using, um, you know, dependent on the context that creates culture that they're going to work inside of, create a diverse, different skilled team that has an aligned vision. So that's the tripod method. And we use talent dynamics um, to make sure that we have different people with different skill sets in our organization. And then finally, alignment. It's so important that the people that you're hiring are aligned with the vision and the purpose of your company. If they can't find themselves inside that and they're not aligned, you're wait- it, it really will eventually be a waste of time. Even if they stayed for 18 to 24 months, it's very expensive to lose those people after you've trained them up. Seven keys to powerful engagement. So one, know your people, know your purpose and enroll everyone into that purpose. Two, four generations of leadership in your organization. You want to have as much diversity in your organization from a generational perspective. So have Gen Zs, have Millennials, have the Boomers, have the Xs, and cultivate cross-mentorship. Cultivate cross-learning. Cultivate having a voice at the table where everybody has a hackathon of ideas of how they're going to approach something you want that experience along with that power of now with the younger generations and you want to bring those things together to really create something way more powerful. As a leader, you, you want to have compassionate leadership. Um, feedback loops are a requirement, not optional. So don't lose your people because of a miscommunication. Constantly be feeding back information and, and letting them know how they're doing. They require that information. Work-life blend. So operating at flexibility, you have to have critical uh, flexibility for people. They have to be able to find their purpose. Um, also analytics. So you need to use analytics to understand the gap from where you are now to where you want to be going. You want to use the metrics and constantly be revisiting things. Don't invite people to have a voice at the table if you're not going to implement change or implement the ideas that they're talking about. So be very clear, before you do that, if you invite them to talk to you, you create something, then you best be ready to implement some of those strategies and ideas. If you're not, don't do it. You will lose people, it's incongruent, they don't like it, they don't like to offer up ideas, and then nothing happens and nothing changes. If you're not committed to it, don't do it. And then finally, have a growth mindset. Not only for yourself as a leader, but also for everybody in your business. Use coaching as a forum of creating a growth mindset and allowing your people to create success in their business. Again, um, what do people want? I'm taking the word millennial out because people keep asking me, what do millennials really want? Stop creating that entire generational gap and pushing this us versus them phenomenon. They're people and at the end of the day, they want to know that they have a purpose, that they're valued, that they've got contri- that they can contribute and be contributed to, that there's they have some flexibility to pursue things that they love and that are they're also passionate about, and they want the same as every other generation. Everybody wants that. The difference is, you know, they're not afraid to ask for it, and they won't tolerate anything less than their expectations. So understand that. And. You know, really to have power in your business, you want to integrate, extrapolate, innovate that four levels of leadership, and make sure you've shaken it up and you've got lots of that in there. It's really important to your future. So that's pretty much the biggest thing that I wanted to leave you with today, and is that you know, the opportunity that we have in front of us with leadership and the, the rise of technology and how we use technology. The People just want to know that they're valued, that they can contribute, and that their voice is heard. You want to engage people and you raise the level of engagement, you will raise your profitability. People will start to own the business. They'll own the purpose. They'll find themselves inside of that and your turnover rates will go down. So that's The end of Coach C's podcast today and I hope that you found that enlightening and enjoyable and we really wanted to take the time to help you create what is your people plan plan, because I know you're thinking and if you haven't already done this you'd best do this very quickly what is 2020 going to look like and how are you going to create a growth and profitable business that produces the results that you're committed to. Thanks again for listening and that's all for today's Coach C's Corner.